I guess we could just get right into um, this playoffs, man. Um, Yo, everything you know, I said last week, I take it back. <laughs> okay. Well, I partially take back what I said, but what? <laughs> remind me, what did you say last week? Said it wasn't as exciting as I was hoping for. Only like a couple <laughs> series were good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I tried. I tried to bring you, pull you back in. I tried. <laughs> literally, right when we stopped recording, when the Heat won that game, I was like, "All right, I'm in. I'm back." Yeah, that, that was, was crazy. Insane. Yeah, I. Uh... I listened back to that episode and like I was listening to my comments of just like, oh, it's Miami. We're probably gonna lose this. Like yeah. you know, every every fan, like you're always gonna be pretty cynical of your team. Um, you know, you expect the worst, especially yeah. when you've been losing. Although my team hasn't really been losing like that, but I don't know. Like Miami, like we're just year. such a weird team. Yeah, we've yeah. been losing this year, so I didn't expect us to do what we did. Um you know, I guess, I mean, shoot, I'll, I'll, I'll get on my soapbox real quick again for Miami since I don't do it often. <laughs> but, you know, I went to, well, we saw game four. We were, well, I was watching it. You probably had it on too when we were recording. I don't know. But um, when we were recording, we were down by like 14. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm turning this off. You know, <laughs> like, what's 14 points? And I was like, yeah, but it's us. Like, we don't yeah. make threes nearly enough. Um, so I just assumed that we were toast. Um, little did I know that Jimmy was going to erupt to go off for 56 points and yeah. win the game <laughs> to push to, to, to get us uh, up 3-2 two, two, or up three, two going into – or no, sorry, 3-1 three, three, yeah. going into game five. Excuse me. So – then, as soon as I saw that, I instantly went to uh, the Game Time app, ordered <laughs> my tickets, and I was most definitely in the building for Game 5, which proceeded to be an even crazier game oh, yeah. than Game 4. <laughs> Easily the best basketball game I've ever witnessed, ever. I was just about to say, you've been to a lot of good games. That one has to be the even like probably like one of the craziest endings. Of the, yeah, probably like this year, the last couple of years, hundred percent. That was easily the best finish to a game. So much sweeter that it was my team, and <laughs> you know, I mean, I we're down sixteen. I was literally like, I was taking notes during the game because I was like, oh, if we end up coming back from this game, like I'm gonna have notes for the pod. So <laughs> this is these are my live notes. From game five, literally at the start of the fourth quarter is when I started taking notes. We were down 16, and I just had a feeling that Mm -hmm. something was changing. Just the way the quarter ended for the third, I don't remember what happened, but just I don't know why. All my cynical views went out the window because I just felt something special was coming. Um, So then I literally typed in down 16 at the end of the fourth quarter. I also brought up the fact that Drew Holiday is playing like absolute crap. He played so bad throughout the, this entire series after having one of his best seasons, if not the, his best season as a professional basketball player yet. 
Um, so I go through that. I, I, I draw, I write down Drew Holiday. Um, and then as much as I've been giving Bam out of bio much crap, he showed up in game five, man. He, I mean, 20 point triple double. Um, that's exact. I mean, not saying he needs to get a triple double, but that 20 and 10 yeah. range, like in, mm-hmm. in, in picking the spots in key moments, like you could get 20 and 10 and you had 15 of that in the first half. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like when he had that 20, like it came in pivotal moments of the game where we needed him to get those, t- those, 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 uh, that 20 points. We needed him to get those 10 rebounds and those 10 assists. Like we needed every bit of that triple double that he got. So I literally wrote down, Bam remembered who he was. <laughs> so many literally. people have been giving him shit, but now he looks like he's a lot more calm. He's not like rushing anything. And especially yeah. against the Bucks. They got two guys that are seven feet tall. Like that's right. probably probably his hardest matchup other than Embiid. And you know, he had it all. He was doing layups, jump shots, yep. everything. Yep. He showed literally every little thing that he could do. And even when they doubled him, he was able to pass it right out and hit open guys. Not too many guys can do that. Yeah. And he even had, like, three straight, like, tippins that were huge. Mm-hmm. You know, a layup in a basket or a, a rebound in a basket. Like, he had, like, three tippins, I think two of which came in overtime. So, mm-hmm. my my whole thought process, um, well, actually, let me even, let me rewind. Uh, just going straight down the list because this is literally me just live taking <laughs> notes at the game. I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm a psychopath. I know, but then <laughs> I write down Kevin Love came in clutch. This man Kevin Love, I I have to take back what I said about him too. I thought that was one of our worst signings. I thought that was the dumbest thing we could have done. I think majority of people felt the same way, but this man <laughs> Kevin Love, he came in there and he. I, I don't know. This man looked like Minnesota Kevin Love. He's getting <laughs> rebounds. He's hitting all these threes. I mean, the threes have been the biggest thing for us. He's spreading. Mm-hmm. He's making us. He's sp- spacing the floor out so well for us. And he was getting rebounds. And now we're seeing it even in the Knicks series, and we'll get to that later. I mean, he's getting outlet passes. He's, <laughs> he's getting. I mean, he's killing it for us, man. Um, so shout out to Kevin Love. Um, then you got Gabe Vincent. I've been talking about Gabe Vincent for the last two seasons, and people need to start putting some respect on that man's <laughs> name, bro. Respect on his name. He's been a starting PG for us for the last two seasons because Lowry has been having some weird things going on on and off the court, but Gabe Vincent has been one of our most consistent players for the last two seasons, and I've been telling people that he is legit a dog, and he doesn't he's not scared of nothing, and he clearly showed that against the Bucks. Because when we were down 117 to 113, there was probably about 10 seconds left. This dude just comes down, backbreaker three, pull up to cut the game to one point. When he did that, I was like, oh, we're about to win this game. (laughs) When he did that, I was like, either Jimmy's going to win this for us or we're going to overtime. The latter ended up happening. Um, My next note was Jimmy took us home. Because literally, you know, was it a push off? All right, what? I mean, he, he <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Did you see what the NBA referees came out with the next day? Like, uh, they said that there was a foul for sure on the play, but not on Jimmy on that play where he had that game tying basket. 
They caught oh. it on um who was grabbing him under the rim? Oh, it's allegedly grabbing him. Uh Pat Connaughton. Wow. They said the foul should have been on Pat. So either way, it would have been a tied yeah. game. Well, mm-hmm. potentially, if Jimmy yeah. makes those free throws, but he's a 80% plus free throw shooter, he's probably gonna yeah. make them. So yeah. That that was nuts. I, I mean that push off, I have the I have it live on video. Yeah, no say. Nuts. I was going crazy. I was you going have, like, crazy. The perfect view of it too. Oh, it was awesome, dude. <laughs> I, I I paid a little extra for this game specifically because I mean, how often are you going to be able to see your your favorite team in your um in your town? How often are you going to see your favorite team in a series clinching game? Yeah, you no, know, no. in the playoffs, like that that was once in a lifetime for me. Oh, I oh, had yeah. to go. I yeah, had to go. Um. So yeah, Jimmy hits that game winner. And my next note here, and these, I, I think these next two can be uh, twofold, and we can really get into this. Spolstra cir- coaches circles around Bud. That was my oh, note. Obviously. I mean, I don't know what you think. Mm-hmm. What What are your thoughts on? I mean, what are your thoughts on just Coach Bud? The the um, uh, rumors about him getting fired. Um, but also now it comes out that he had a relative that passed away yeah, during the series. Yeah, I think it was so, his brother. So uh, I feel like uh, that def- there was definitely something there, but uh, it was kind of messed up even even before that happened, or even before I think it was his brother that passed away. I never really thought like he's an okay coach, but. If they never win that championship, he's going to get fired. Like, I think the Bucks could, like, I don't know. I think I'd give him one more year just because he gets the benefit of the doubt from that. But I think after this year, they got to, like, do something. The Bucks got to change something up. Either the coach or Chris Milton. And, like, Chris Milton, I think the Rockets want to get him. Where, like, other some other guys have to get him. Like, they got to keep – they have to – do something about the cap space, either with him or Drew Holiday. Like, something's got to change. But I think that the coach is the first one to go. Yeah, I agree. I think even sooner than next year, I think that he should be fired this offseason. Um, the but 2021 – oh, go ahead. Who would you get, though? Because, I don't know, like, some of, like, the – not major, but, like, some of the better coaches have already been hired for this year. Even though it's so early, like the season's still not even over. So, like, I was just think, trying to think real quick. Like, I don't know who, who, who out there is actually like worth getting. Maybe the guy from the Lakers. I think. I think. Vogel. I think they go after Vogel. Yeah. He's I think they, they they keep talking about Nick Nurse, but I'm like Nick Nurse literally got fired for essentially the same reason. Like he lost his yeah. locker room. But then on top of that, like he's not a defensive minded coach like that. Um, yeah. you know, he got he, he he had Kawhi Leonard in the last uh time he won the championship, you know, like um that's not hard to teach uh defense. That's not a person guy. that you Yeah, but that's not, not a, a hard like person to teach defense to or you know, you, you you have a Kawhi Leonard on the court that's gonna essentially be a glue <laughs> guy on defense. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna and you're just gonna be better just in general. 
mm-hmm. um, on both ends, but more more so even on the defensive end. Um, but what I will say is, I think Frank Vogel comes to mind. Um, he's known to be a defensive minded coach. Um, offensively, you know that was what kind of messed him up mm-hmm. uh, with the Lakers. But also, he had LeBron James, and typically with coaches with LeBron James, unless your name is Eric Spolstra, you're not going to be a coach for LeBron James long, as we've seen. Um, So I say Vogel is who they reach out to if they fire him. But I do think that Bud needs to be fired. Um, You know, for me personally, uh, well, not personally, what am I saying? But for me, (laughs) just watching the game, you know, the thing that everyone's been talking about, he had timeouts left um, in both the end of the fourth and at the end of overtime. He allows Giannis to fling up some half-court shot at the end of the fourth quarter when there was 0.5 seconds left. And instead of advancing the ball to draft up a lob pass, which literally Miami just did the play before, instead of drafting up something to show on the court, he just allows Giannis to just throw something up um and the overtime oh sorry go ahead especially when he's the most athletic person literally on the court that you can just lob it high as hell to or do something come up with something it's rare when you have the tallest and the most athletic (laughs) person on your team so i mean he did that and then in overtime he allows them to dribble the ball out completely. You know, they, they, they don't call a timeout after they get the rebound to draw up a play to score. Yeah. And, and and then after watching them literally run an offense with their head, like a chicken with their head cut off, after three seconds of watching them, looking at the clock, you should instantly be like, all right, we're calling a timeout. You have it. And you're already in the yeah. half court. So it was just, a complete meltdown. He even admitted to it. Respect for him for that. But, you know, that's kind of inexcusable, especially after, you know, 2021, people forget he was already on the chopping block. If they didn't win that, if they didn't win that championship, he would have been gone. Oh, easily. If the Nets won that series, he was gone. The second he got to the locker room. Exactly. I I wonder if it was his assistant's not telling him about the timeouts or like being like, Hey, like do something. I wonder if that, if like anything like, like that happened, but either way, it's still on the head coach. I I believe, I can't remember if it was the fourth quarter or overtime, but I remember looking at the bench for the bucks and I remember seeing coaches literally standing up looking like they're trying to get Bud's attention to call a timeout. Yeah. And he has his back turned to him, like watching the play just unfold. I That's don't know true. if that was overtime or the four. It had to have been overtime because yeah. they were literally standing up and they had enough time to like pan over to the bench and it's showing them all standing to like call a timeout. He doesn't do it. Um, now I am, you know, sympathetic to the fact that, you know, his brother passed away um, during the series. And for that to not even come out during the series is remarkable in itself. Um, and for him to coach through at, through that is also remarkable. Um, but it's, 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 it's a tough situation, but I think that's part of the business, man. Like tough decisions have to be made. Like it's not a personal thing. It's just, 
you know, maybe it, maybe this just ran its course. Um, I think people are being a little too drastic personally on the Bucks, and people are uh, falling victim to recency bias as well. Like, I don't think they need to blow anything up with this roster. This roster was literally talked about. People are literally talking about this roster as being better than their championship team. So, mm-hmm. like, they were saying that all season long. And I believe that this is probably the deepest team. They just got – I mean, you lost your superstar player for two and a half games mm-hmm. to start the series. Like, you're already at a, a huge disadvantage. Yeah, Even yeah. with us losing Tyler Hero, that's not nearly as large as us losing – you guys, uh, the Bucks losing Giannis. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, even you, close. Even I was saying that they were probably the deepest team, and that's why I thought they were going to win the championship. But I don't know. They just didn't look right. Like Chris Milton never looked right. Um, like so many got so many guys during the regular season just didn't look the same. Like maybe maybe that's goes to Eric Spolstra, or maybe just a couple of bad games. But I don't know. I think something has to change at least. Either like like I said before, either those two things, a coach or one of those two players. I, I, I agree with the coach. I don't think any of the players should be moved. I think really? the roster is think? great. No, no. I think I think again, it goes back to what I was saying. I think people are uh striking while the iron's hot really and trying to get on this bandwagon of saying Chris Middleton isn't a great player. This man is an all star. Like mm-hmm. he he might have had a rough patch. He, he's work he's still working himself back into being a hundred percent. We allowed yeah. Clay Thompson that grace. Why are we not allowing that for Chris Middleton? That's all I'm saying. That's fair. And like that, that I and Drew Holiday, you're nuts if you think you're getting rid of yeah. that guy. Yeah, you're nuts. Oh, I'm not saying Holiday. you. I'm just saying in general. Like yeah, in general. anyone that says that, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting rid of either of those guys. I'm allowing Chris Middleton to get healthy. He's gonna have a whole off season now to get healthy. I think the Bucks come back for revenge next season. And I think if they keep this roster intact, they got to pay Brooke Lopez this summer. I think if they bring this roster back, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah and easily. as long as Giannis is healthy, they're easily they're, – Miami wasn't supposed to win that series. Everyone knows it. Oh, yeah. But because Giannis was – I mean, you can't lose a guy that – you know, obviously in the regular season, the man was averaging – 30 and, 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 and 9 or whatever. Yeah. You're losing that. And then in the playoffs, those numbers always get elevated. Look at Jimmy Butler. Look at all these other players. They're not scoring the uh, what their average is. They're scoring even higher. <laughs> like, you know, you're probably losing Giannis giving you 35 a night yeah. and, 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 like, 12 rebounds. Like, that's, that's who they lost. Like, that's a, that's huge. You know yeah, what just, I mean? Like, you, you no can't overreact. Up. That's true. Right. P- I think people are very – I think people are overreacting to the Bucks losing. It wasn't a, as big of a deal as they're making it. And this is a Heat fan. <laughs> this is me <laughs> talking about – like, I know I, I know what I'm watching, man. Like, this is – they're overreacting. Bucks fans are definitely overreacting. Mm-hmm. They're like they're, – they're, I mean, they're calling for Middleton to go and, and, and Drew, especially, like, if you're a Bucks fan and you're asking for Drew Holiday and Middleton to go, you're not a true Bucks fan. I'm sorry. You're you're a very casual. You're a casual, and you don't really watch this because if if you dealt with any sort of injuries before, you understand what it means to come back from that. And oh, yeah. 
that, I mean, that was the whole thing with what people are talking about with Kawhi Leonard and, and Stephen A's comments about Kawhi should retire. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It's, 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 it shows. And I love that JJ Reddick called him out on it saying like, yeah. Dude, you clearly have never played high level basketball before, because if you had, then you would know that these are not easy things to just bounce back from. Mm-hmm. So I think Middleton deserves the same grace as Clay Thompson and really the rest of those guys. Cause that guy's still an all-star. What I would try to do though, if I was the Bucks, is try to get Jalen Brown to kind of like pull like a Warriors move and just see see if he could if they could do that. Probably most likely not. But back to what you were saying though, like I don't know. The Bucks have been like one of those teams that have been like really, really good in the regular season and then mm-hmm. in the playoffs, except for the year that they won a the championship, even though that says a lot because a million other franchises wish that they won a championship mm-hmm. and they really haven't been that good in the playoffs. Like yeah. in the past couple of years, Miami has beaten them. Was this their second or third time in the last couple of years being them in the playoffs? Uh, yeah. They beat us in 21 and we beat them in 2020 and this year. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. For after a certain amount of time, something, something has to be up that why like, you're so good in the regular season and in the playoffs, you, it's like totally different. Well, I mean, again, I don't think the bubble was the bubble. Um, obviously, like, and we'll maybe touch that, touch on that later, but the bubble was the bubble. People have an asterisk next to it. That's fine. Um, but as far as the last time we beat them, uh, well, what am I talking about? As far as, um, yeah, 2020, like, I don't know. I just think that <laughs> that was just an, a strange season in itself. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that the Bucks. you know, I'm not trying to make an excuse for them, but there was a lot happening even in the community back here in Wisconsin at the time with Jacob Blake. There was – you know, civil unrest. There's just a lot of other factors happening. Family, uh, civil unrest. Um, you know, so I could understand. Like, I don't know. I and maybe I'm putting my own asterisk on it, but you know, I do believe that that was probably one of the highest forms of basketball ever played in the bubble. Like, yeah. dudes were just nothing but basketball mattered at that point. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I, I don't. Again, I don't see the Bucks being that team that you're kind of labeling them as is like playing less than in the playoffs. Like last year, last year, again, another injury happened with Middleton. Well, the same injury that, you know, he's still trying to work back from. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just lose guys that are averaging like 25 plus points and then expect teams to still be okay. Well, so – for two years in a row, for a guy getting hurt, even though Clay, that kind of happened to Clay Thompson too, but I think Clay is better than Chris Milton. That for sure, he's worth getting paid. What was he? Was he getting paid like forty? He's getting a max, so he's probably getting what like thirty-five, almost forty a year. You think him being injured already that he's going to be worth continuing to have that much amount of money going forward? Well, um. That depends, honestly. Um, I think it depends on his age. Um, it's like if if you were to pay him 
say 25 mil a year, or even maybe like 28 mil a year, I think he'd be worth it. But if you're going to give him a max, I don't think he's worth the max. Right. I mean, you know, this summer he has an option. Um, mm -hmm. He has a player option. So he's probably going to pick that up. Oh, However, I, I wouldn't blame the Bucks for extending him. Um, you know, I know it's a tough decision, I, but I wouldn't blame him. I, if, if I were in a GM shoes right now, Mm -hmm. The main the again, I overreaction is like the main thing I'm like <clears throat> trying to preach today. Because I think so many of us are like fall victim to it. Like we just saw the Bucks, you know. Well, okay. Perfect example. Like we watched the Brooklyn Nets. A huge mm -hmm. debacle. You know, there was a lot more things that we don't know happened. It mm -hmm. sounds like Josiah. A lot of players are like subliminally saying that he was the problem. Yeah. Um, Especially James Harden. Right. Um, KD as well. Kyrie. I mean, all of them said yeah. it. All of them have said things that there's a lot more happening there. And it didn't sound like it had anything to do with the team specifically. So, where do you look at is management after of that? Of course. Um, but I say that to say, like, we watched the Nets get swept last year by the Celtics. Um, what people instantly were clowning the Nets, as they should have. Mm -hmm. But are is anyone going to say that that team was a bad team? No. Like, no. Because they're, like, they're, like, we gave them that grace. We didn't overreact by saying, like, oh, we need to move Kyrie. We need to move KD. They were saying move Kyrie for separate reasons outside of basketball no actual person watching the game was like oh we need to move Kyrie because you know we just got swept he didn't play great we need to get him out of here like no one in their right mind is gonna say that but again I just think that some teams are getting more grace and I can't believe I'm like defending the Bucks, but like some teams are getting more grace than them and I think that's why Giannis said what he said in the press conference because Teams are getting more grace than the Bucks right now. Like it, and I get the Bucks were the number one seed. Now, do I agree with Giannis and the whole failure thing? No, but I can understand why he's trying to like stick up for the rest of the organization because it's like, fam, like y'all are just like so reactionary. Like y'all are just overreacting to everything that happens with us because that 21, 2021 championship that was very significant to the NBA. <laughs> Because that was a, a championship that wasn't supposed to happen that that soon for a, a small market team. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I think going uh, going back to the Nets thing though last year, I think compared to the Bucks, because the Bucks were so, like so deep, every position. If you go to the third string point guard is um what's his name? The one dude that was on the Nets last year, Dragic or whatever. He's mm. a good-ass player. He's nice. I think for other teams, like, the Bucks, whoever the GM is, really, really good. Because they're so balanced. And obviously, it worked during regular season. They were so good. But I think for other teams, like for the Nets, they try – they put all their eggs in the basket of James Harden, Kyrie, and Durant that literally last year they are all forwards. They had, like, hardly any guards. So that, that's pretty much what the Celtics went after. And, like, they were super slow and, like, kind of, like, a little bit, like, older. But, like, for the Bucks, 
don't know. It was like, I don't know. Just the way their roster was constructed, that it was a little bit more disappointing, I think. And I think with the Nets, that was pretty much them not even winning a game and having Kevin Durant go off was pretty much like the cherry on top of them being like, hey, like we should just get out of here. I think that mm-hmm. was like really frustrated Kevin Durant a lot. For and sure. Later, that's why he wanted to get a trade. So I don't know. I think it was more like, more like internal with the Nets. That's like like exactly what you were saying, and like Kevin Durant trying to be quiet more about his frustrations and not making things bigger, because and obviously with all of the other stuff going on, that he don't want to make stuff even worse. So. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think that's the only reason why. I think with the Bucks, where there's really no problems, nothing's really going on, that Giannis didn't really want to make a problem out of nothing and just make it into a positive, which honestly is a good thing, good for him. Like, I don't blame him. But I think, I don't know, something, still something has to change because for a roster to be still that good, even though he got hurt, that something, something has to change. Well, I agree with you. I think it should be the coach. I mean, when you said it should be the coach or the roster, I was like, just leave it at the coach for me because I think this roster is a championship roster as constructed right now. Now, again, if you go back to coaching again, why the hell did you sign Jay Crowder if you weren't going to play him at all? Yeah. And he fits in. It's not like he doesn't fit in that team. He literally just didn't play, and he, he he's a solid piece. He played well for them during the regular season when he was given minutes, but I think at the same time, Bud didn't understand how deep his roster was, or maybe he did, and he didn't know what to do with all that. Yeah. They had a lot of solid pieces, as you already said. Mm-hmm. So I think he didn't know how to disperse the minutes evenly and how to, you know, get the right people on the court offense. at the right times. And, like, probably, like, what type of offense to run without Giannis. Because with the Giannis, you do pick and rolls. It's, like, not, like, easy, but it makes your life so much easier having to do that athletic to spread out the floor for all these shooters. But all of a sudden, all these shooters are, like, oh, shit, these guys are closing out a little bit closer. I'll have as much space as I did before. You have to get those guys open even more and, like, pretend like a guy like Giannis is out there. Because they're so you all season long, they have all this space to shoot or the space to move that you have to do something, change some type of offense up. All right. Well, uh, final points on the Bucks Heat series because we've been on it kind of for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's definitely other basketball to get to, but um, I had a blast. That was my favorite favorite game to have ever attended. Um, it's not even close. Um, and yeah, I'm interested to see how we do against the, the Knicks. You know, we're up one zero right now, but Jimmy's uh questionable for game two with that ankle sprain. Um, I don't want to get too, uh, worried about that yet because it seems like he's not in a walking boot or anything. And, um, you know, so that's a good sign. Uh, so I'm hoping that we can capitalize on, uh, already stealing home uh stealing a home game a road game i believe uh i mean um you know already doing that early like we did in the last series we're already uh one step ahead so um anyways no go ahead the knicks are are young enough where 
I don't think they come back from 2-0 to go to Miami. I think they have enough young guys with not with less playoff experience in the Heat where uh, I think they're done. Maybe they win one game. But if it goes 2-0, that's definitely over, I think. Oh, 100%. This, this next game is must-win for New York. If they don't win this next game, it's over. And it doesn't help that it just came out today that Jalen Brunson is questionable for game two. Yeah, that was so random. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be – it's going to be interesting. Um, let me just take a look here as to – oh, so Jalen Brunson also dealing with a sore ankle. He's going to play, though. That dude's yeah. tough as nails. I, I think Jimmy's also going to play. Um, you know, I just have a have a feeling. Yeah, he's <laughs> um, just like that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'm not too concerned about Miami playing New York. I think – I do think we're the better team. Um it's kind of strange to say, you know, we haven't been performing at the level that we should have been all season long. Um, I think that's why people are underestimating us and kind of confused oh, yeah. as to where Miami's coming from. But again, people are so nearsighted and, you know, like their memory is only what's in front of them currently. They forget that we were in the Eastern Conference Finals literally last season. <laughs> like... After the that playing game when they lost the home playing game, then that I think that's what alarmed some people. But, it alarmed uh, everyone, but, yeah, for sure. But you've seen so far in the playoffs in all these series where the people with experience are the ones that end up winning, mm-hmm. and he have a ton of dudes that have either been to the finals or literally just most of the team is the same. But dudes that won championships with Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love. Or that have been to the finals already. So right. I think just Kevin Love's presence as a winner and someone that has been in a ton of tough series is the key so far in um in these huge games. Yeah. He hasn't even played that long. He only plays like twenty something minutes. It's not like he's playing these crazy minutes like he's back on the Cavs. And to do so much in that little amount of time is pretty impressive. Yeah, he's getting it done, man, for sure. Um, but yeah, let's uh, move on. Um, we could get into some uh, college basketball and WNBA stuff here because I had a couple things there I wanted to talk about. But we'll uh, take a quick break real quick. James Harden playing like he's on the Rockets right now. Yeah, I was telling people, like, I, I had a feeling that he was going to do this. He, for years, he's had that stigma on him about, like, you know, not being a playoff guy and yeah, um, always, you know, kind of coming up short. But, you know, without Embiid, he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. So this was huge for him. Mm-hmm. He giving him the confidence that he needs. For sure. Uh, quickly, I want to uh, – just get into the college basketball stuff, and we can get right back to NBA. Um, LSU just signed Haley Van Lith. Um, it seems to go be crazy. <laughs> we are now in the uh, women's version of Super Teams. Yeah. Um, we saw it first with the Vegas Aces, who I'll talk about in a sec as well. Um, but now we're seeing it in the college game where, where these women – uh, women's basketball players are going to start teaming up, uh, and I'm here for it. It, dra- it brings more drama. 
uh, more parity to the game. Um, I'm glad to see teams rather than Stanford, South Carolina, and UConn do well. Um, so to see LSU win it, and then now they're they're getting top recruits to come to their school, I'm 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 lit. It's kind of like it's going to be super exciting to watch like the Final Four and like if they play like say like South Carolina and them are in SEC, so obviously they're going to play a couple times during regular season. But I don't know, it's kind of sad like that only maybe like six college basketball teams or maybe even less than that for women's teams are going to be like talked about or like going to be like super insane like she's good enough where uh, she could have stayed like Louisville made it pretty far like there's no reason yeah. why see like if she stayed like no one would say anything but yeah like, elite eight know. final four like I mean they were they were they were, were nice there. Yeah. like I, don't know, I wonder I wonder what was the reason why she transferred because, like, it'll be cool to see kind of, like, the men's game where, like, there's so many different teams and you don't really see as much throughout the years. Dudes team up. Like, except for, like, the Duke teams, like, guys are doing that a little bit less. It'll be nice to see them do that, too, for a girls game. But, hey, LSU's going to be super entertaining. And they're probably those girls are probably going to make a shit ton of NIL money off of it. Bro, I mean, I just <laughs> looked at um, Angel Reese's Instagram, dude. Mm-hmm. So apparently it's her 21st birthday today. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes Benz, like, I don't know if they gifted it to her or what, but she got a brand new Benz for her That's birthday. Sick. Good for her. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, bro. It's, it's getting spooky in the women's game. And I think people need to start paying attention more to the NIL deals that are about to start coming from it. Dude, they're getting more than guys. Man, I mean, she's literally wearing Chanel shoes, posing in front of a brand new 2023 Mercedes-Benz. Shoot, it looks like 2024. Bro, she's probably making more money right now than she will in the WNBA. Oh, no, she's a 1,000% making more. 1,000%. Yeah. And this is why I'm telling people they need to start paying attention to the women's game because the WNBA are going to need to catch up because at some point they're going to get upset at the fact that these women's basketball players are essentially being demoted once they get drafted to the WNBA. Like, I don't blame them for wanting to do all four years in college because they're making the most money possible by doing it. But you look at the Vegas Aces, and, you know, because they won a championship last year, they're probably bringing in the most money now. They're also in Vegas, so that helps. Um, but they got their own uh, training facility. First of its kind. It's nice. Exactly. It's beautiful. But this is the first of its kind in the WBA for any team to have a facility of their own, specifically for the team. I saw Candace Parker talking the other day on TV saying that this is the first time in her entire WNBA career that she's had a locker. That is only her locker. She doesn't have to move any of her stuff out of it. It's always going to have her name on it. That This is the first time in her entire professional career. So it's awesome, but sad. Yeah. Because that shouldn't have been the case. It kind of, like, like, say for the Nets, because at the Barclays Center, their, like, facilities are, like, pretty, pretty nice. So, like, it makes sense that since the NBA guys aren't there, that they can just use that whole facility. 
that's the only way that makes sense. But obviously, like the dudes are probably there in the summer too, so it'll probably be nice to have their own stuff there and not have to like bring it back and forth like you're in high school. Even in college, they have their own. So I don't know. That's the only thing that I could see making sense. But having your own stuff is definitely so much nicer, and they definitely deserve that. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense why that 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 was the case. I'm just mm-hmm. saying the situation itself is just sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying the situation itself is just, just sad. Like, you would think that, you know, this is something that should have been addressed a long time ago. But as as we've seen with a lot of other things, um, the WNBA has been very reactive and not proactive to everything that's happening. Um, and that's what's going to happen. They're going to see, I guarantee you, in the next year or two, just wait. The WNBA is going to have to do something as far as uh, player salaries. We already seen that the NBA players can now invest in the WNBA teams. We're going to see their salaries grow exponentially in the next couple of years because there's no way that they're going to allow, especially once Caitlin Clark's, the Caitlin Clark's and the Angel Reese's are able to be eligible for the WNBA, the Paige Beckers, like this next class of women's basketball players are coming. They're about to be the ones that change this entire oh, yeah. thing and oh, i'm like that. waiting on it like i i see it coming like everyone is getting hype around it but i'm looking at like the business of it the business structure in itself like that makes me kind of excited for the wba and how like it's literally going to change everything so yeah they're gonna have to catch up to what college is doing with nil and mm-hmm. getting these women paid because there's no reason why four years of college they should be making more than as a professional. Yeah. Like all these NBA billionaire owners have been trying to save their money through the WNBA and they won't be able to do that anymore. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, and yeah, I definitely just wanted to get into those couple topics, but uh, we can, we can head on back to the good old NBA. Um, and we had uh Quite a few things happened. I think first thing uh, I wanted to touch on was Kawhi Leonard's situation. Um, we kind of touched on it earlier briefly, but, um, you know, what were your thoughts on uh, Stephen A. saying that he should retire? Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, what are your thoughts on Kawhi Leonard right now? Uh, Stephen, uh, that was like a uh, debate, like mm. type like type comment there's no way she retire like before that we we're saying that the first two games of the series we we're saying that he looks as good as he did when he was on the raptors and a couple right. weeks ago he dropped 50 in the game so it's not like he can't play it just sucks that he can't stay healthy which right happens sometimes with some dudes not every dude is able to play 20 seasons yeah and like oh Obviously, you got to keep him. Like, what are you going to do with him? You're not going to cut him. You're paying him all this money. You just got, hopefully, next year, he just plays in 100% in the playoffs. Like, he's going to have a look. He's going, they're probably in the beginning of the year going to say he's still injured, which is going to give him some time to stay healthy, load manage him like usual. And then hopefully in the playoffs, he's good. Yeah. I think, um... oh, good. I was going to say, remember, like, we were like, oh, like, they said it was a knee sprain. They're like, there's no way, like, it's just a knee sprain to be out of 
a playoff game like that. Like, I'm not happy he got, like, injured enough where he probably needs surgery, but, like, at least it was, like, an injury where you're like, oh, okay, it makes sense for him not to play. Yeah, we kind of called that. We kind of called yeah. that it was something, uh, like, there was definitely more to it than just a knee sprain. Like, they were very hush-hush about it. Um, mm-hmm. For him to just randomly, like, sit out the next, like, whatever games, like, Good especially Lord. the first, especially the the first two that he sat out, we were like, what's going yeah. on here? Like, this is de- so there's definitely random. more going on. But yeah, um, it was, like, way too random. Right, and it, and it's kind of the same thing that's going on with Embiid. I mean, yeah. Embiid, the teams were so hush, the the Sixers were so hush hush about it, and then all of a sudden, we're seeing um, we're seeing the, uh, him sitting out Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals against their rival, Boston Celtics. Yeah. And you know, there's no way in hell Joel Embiid was going to miss this series matchup. And yeah, yeah. honestly, I've never seen him more motivated to go to the finals than this season. Like, yeah. I, I mean, you look at that James Harden. I mean, the man's on his way to a 50-piece, honestly, uh, tonight. Um, and you see him do that, and you're just like, damn. Like, you just wish that Embiid was out there with him, mm-hmm. you know. Well, honestly, if they win, maybe that gives them more time for him to get healthier. Because there's no way in hell you can throw away a game to Boston and just be like, oh, well, we're good. Yeah, no, if he um, – ooh. It looks like um, Jason Tatum just went down uh, during this game. Um, dude, like we, I mean, we talked about it. This this postseason has been more like injury ridden for these stars than we've ever seen. However, yeah. it's still been super exciting. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it's just it's it's been a really weird playoff series and our playoff, uh, just playoffs. And I mean, I'm enjoying it, but not to the expense of us losing all these stars in, in the process. Yeah. Like, um, but honestly, though, like usually we lose all these stars a little bit earlier. Usually, it's like February, March, and like all these dudes get hurt. At least for once, they played a little bit in the playoffs. Which yeah. is pretty sad. Like, you want all these teams to be healthy, because like, uh, say like the Knicks make it to the finals, say. You're, like, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm so hyped that the Knicks are in the finals. <laughs> like, right. if you're not a Knicks fan, you're going to be like, what happened to all these other teams that you want to see? You want right. to see the Sixers or the Celtics or the Bucks in it, but then you get the Knicks? Like, I don't know. Right. That's the only thing that would suck. These upsets would mean a lot more if there weren't injuries that were plaguing them. Yeah. Um you know, it's still exciting to see, like, you know, obviously we were talking about Miami before, but it's like, at what cost? Like, we can't keep losing all these players in the process or or even, like, you want to see them win when it's a full-strength team that they're facing against. You know, everyone's going to be nicked up and bruised, but you don't want to see guys get injured. Um, so, yeah, it's just been – it's just been a weird playoffs. I mean – we also look at how um, the Suns now are doing against um, the the Nuggets. Like, the Nuggets are being a strange team, too, because all of a sudden, they're just playing, like, they're playing, they're playing motivated. Like, they're playing motivated. Yeah. Maybe they've heard the chirping of people just, like, riding them off, and they're like, okay, yeah, they did great in the regular season. We expect that. But we expect them to lose, you know, 
some point in the playoffs. We don't expect them to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I think they're hearing that and they're starting to, like, really pick it up. Uh, Jamal Murray's playing like he did in the bubble. Yeah, dude, there was, there was a sound bite. And the coach during a timeout was literally like, hey, if you guys want to win a championship, you can't be doing uh, whatever they did to cause the timeout. Mm-hmm. And then after the game, Kenny Smith said, like, oh, like, are you playing like you, how you played in the bubble or like something similar to that? Yeah. And Jamal Murray, you could tell that, like, he was kind of pissed and just like, yeah, yeah he went I off. played like this. Like, I got injured, but now I'm back. Like, uh, now I feel pretty good. I've been playing at the same way I've been playing my whole career. Yep. So, like, I, know, I think a lot of dudes on the Nuggets, like, want to get the respect, like you were saying, want to get the respect that they deserve. And, like, I don't know, they were playing pretty pretty bad, not going to lie, and the, to end the season. And, like, to go into anything – if it's March Madness or whatever, like any type of championship or playoffs, like you have to be at like a certain peak. Like everyone talks about peaking at the right time and Nuggets definitely weren't doing that. But right. against the Suns though, they look pretty nice. <laughs> they look yeah. good. They have the, like, like we're saying against like with the Bucks, like they have the depth and the Suns don't. And the and Nuggets can just run and run and run and the Suns won't be able to keep up. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see their game tonight and see what adjustments they make, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Suns, rather. Um, you know, I know KD is going to be KD. I know D-Book is going to be him. We don't really know what Chris Paul is going to give you each night. Um, oh, good. Tatum's back on the floor, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, it's just like the Suns, we, we said it before, like, they they just their their depth was always an issue, but like we both know, like this isn't a one this isn't a team one that's game. yeah, well not even one game, but this isn't a team that where, you know, it's break or bust if they don't win the finals this year. Like this yeah. is a, a years long project for the Suns. And I expect next season for them to build that bench up and they're gonna be Easily the favorites next year yeah. to win a championship. I think this is do or die for Chris Paul, but not for anyone else. For sure. Because sure. I think that they easily get like, oh, what's his name? Van Vliet or someone else to replace Chris Paul. Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah, who knows if they even insane. have the money? Who knows if they even have the money to get that guy? I don't know what he's gonna be asking for, and I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, you said what? Depends on the day. How Kyrie's feeling that day? Right. Right. Um, another interesting thing, though. Um, so you actually sent this to me. The whole Anthony Edwards situation. Um. I know that's not technically the playoffs anymore, um, but when they ended up losing the playoffs, we seen him throw a chair um, at a couple of uh, employees that were working at the arena in Denver. So what did you make of that when you saw it at first? I didn't honestly see him do it in the initial videos. Yeah. Um, But then when more angles came out, you see like, 
the workers are trying to play it off kind of that they weren't hurt or they maybe didn't even realize that they were hurting until a few seconds later. And then they were like, yo, like that man really just injured us just now. <laughs> like it's crazy. And like, they, he's actually like in like legit trouble too. Mm-hmm. Third degree assault, something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's pretty like not serious. Yeah, it's pretty serious. Like, for him to do something that stupid, like, you know you lost, you know you're frustrated, like, go do something in the locker room where no one can see you, like, I don't know, there's such, like, I don't know, it's so dumb for him to run and just chuck a chair, especially, like, you know there's people around, you just lost, like, so many different things can happen, like, go do something else, like, we always talk about these guys punching a wall, like, especially for that team, the same dude punched the wall, like, aren't you going to learn the lesson from him? Dudes are punching walls. Dudes are just acting crazy when they lose, and it's just like you can't do that. You gotta like act like a professional. Go do whatever you gotta do on your own time or in private, but in public, you know, like there's actual consequences that can happen. Yeah, I mean, these are still human beings. Like he, he kind of treated them as if they weren't there. Yeah, like, these are still so, like, human beings them. that are. Yeah, literally. And he, he, he acted as if they weren't there, and I think that was the part that was eye opening to me. That I was like. Are you that like that's literally like how you regard like yeah he had no regard you know and it was you know I'm looking at his his charges here two misdemeanor counts of third degree assault like you said um and it's defined as knowingly or recklessly causing bodily injury um that's exactly what he did it's exactly what he did and I don't know about the knowingly part because that will be hard to to prove. But you can easily get him for recklessness. Oh, yeah. And, like, everyone wants to put him on this pedestal that, like, in a couple of years he's going to be, like, a top five player in the league. But there's no way you can be acting like that and be, like, the fa- – like, same thing with Ja. How are you going to be the face of the NBA or be one of the top players and act like an idiot? Yep. Like, even though he's young, like, it can't be an excuse anymore. Like – you're a professional. You've been in the league for a couple of years. Like, you should know, like, especially that, that's not the right thing to do in that situation. Like, right. that's just like a human thing to do, not even, like, the young versus old type thing. That's just being, like, a, not, yeah, pretty much like being a good person. Like, like, no matter, like, you're frustrated, but, like, same thing. Like, go do it on your own time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, you, you can literally get back to the locker room, you know, and behind closed doors, do what you need to do in exactly. there without harming others or yourself. Yeah. But once you, I mean, it's hard because neither of us have been in the position of trying to chase an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you've been playing your whole entire life for these moments. Moment. And then you get there and I can't imagine how that feels especially lose in the fashion that they did. But, I mean, they should I don't know. know. They, they, <laughs> they should know that, right? But, yeah, you would think that he would know better than to throw a chair while everyone's looking. And you're still in the arena. Like, you haven't even really left to get on the ramp yet, like, to leave the arena. Like, if you threw a chair in a locker room and it might have grazed somebody – you know, who knows if that leaves the locker room or not, honestly. 
But um, was it right or wrong? I mean, I'm not here to say that. I'm just saying, like, where he chose to do it was also not the greatest either. But he shouldn't have done it in general. You, you shouldn't be, you know, doing things where you could potentially injure people or yourself. So, you know, it just it's kind of just sad to see. Hopefully he gets nothing serious from this. Hopefully it just turns into him just paying a fine and it's just going away. But they're making it sound like it's not going to be just a fine and that's it. Like his hearing is in June, on June 9th. So we're not even going to know about what's about to happen for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably, I don't know, what more could it be? Just fine and like community service, right? For his uh, charge, like for what the penalties could be, yeah. Um, I <laughs> I see something. I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah, it's just tough because I could have sworn I seen like some pretty serious penalties that he could be facing. But um, oh, I think I saw a thing. It was like a thousand dollar fine, or it could go up to like a certain amount of time in jail. Yeah, Yeah. but like that's a huge, that's such a huge gap, dude. Him and Ja are just like going through it this season. I mean, I forgot that Anthony Edwards was fined at the beginning of the season for those homophobic comments he made. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Oh no, like I, I forgot that that happened. Like that literally, like just happened not too long ago. Like, I mean, these dudes, man, they're under such like a high level of scrutiny right now that like. It, they they kind of have to be perfect citizens, huh? Every little thing they do. Yeah. Honestly, like, NBA viewers have been – have seen LeBron, and they're like, yeah, just do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's so easy. Yeah. LeBron made it seem it like the easiest spoiled. thing in the world, and it's, like, not easy to be – I mean, he just had a good team around him, man. Like, that dude – he he was on a straight and narrow path throughout this entire ride, but um, but yeah, man, I think um, I think Anthony Edwards, you know, should have known. He was aware that what was going on. He was aware that he was throwing a chair towards people, and he just kind of had no regard for anyone. So that's the definition of recklessness to me. So. He's definitely gonna get char or convicted of something, and when he does, you know, we'll see what ends up being the the, the actual penalty. But um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, we got Warriors Lakers coming up uh tomorrow. That's what um, be game wait. one. Yeah, finally got LeBron and Steph again in the playoffs. And I'm I'm all here for it. I honestly don't know who's going to win that series. Same. So many things can happen. Like I literally couldn't tell you. And I would say they're so like yes, the Warriors are like I don't know. I honestly I can't even say the Warriors are deeper anymore. Like these teams are evenly matched. Like yeah. outside of you know Steph being just a superhero. Like, these teams are pretty evenly matched, man. Because, like, as much as Steph could be a superhero, 
LeBron could put his cape on too. So exactly. who knows how this will turn out? Um, All of a sudden, Looney looks like Shaq rebounding. I was going to say, like, Looney, like, who knows how many rebounds he gets trouble. over AD? Yeah, who maybe knows? he gets some, some yeah. trouble or maybe AD steps up and destroys him. Who knows? A- AD has to go at him. It, it really comes down to how aggressive AD is. Because if AD gets aggressive, then you move Looney. Looney fouls a lot. But I was going to say, you move Looney off of AD if AD is going off, which forces Draymond to guard AD. But then you look at who's guarding LeBron. Probably and then you got, oh, I keep forgetting about Wiggins. <laughs> That's true. Hey, man, Wiggins helps that team so much. And w- so much. Get back at LeBron for trading him. Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Dang, I forgot all about that. I forgot he was even in Cleveland to start. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting series. I'm excited for it. And I think that, uh, all right, well, let, let, let's do these predictions, man. We're in the semifinals. I know, like, game ones have started. But, you know, taking those into consideration, too. Uh, let's just run through these real quick. Uh, get some uh, early predictions. Um, I'm going to write them down and see if one of us are right or both of us are right. We may choose the same one. Um, so we'll start with the Heat series. Um, I'm going Heat in five. If, they, if the Knicks win tomorrow, I say six. If not, then Heat in five. Nah, we can't do it like that, bro. You got you to gotta give me a – see, that's, that's that right, lawyer he, response, he man. He in six. All right, all right. That lawyer response, man. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see here. All right, I got me in five. Me with Heat in five. We got you with Heat in six. Perfect. All right, let's move on to – the Sixers and Celtics. Um, I'm going Celtics here. Um, I'm going to say Celtics in six. I was going to say that. All right. You can, you can, we can do the same one. That's okay. The Celtics in five. Celtics in five? All right. Cool. Uh, is that any reason why he did five? Is, is it uh, Embiid being down right now? I mean, oh, essentially. Yeah. But I think uh, James Harden's going to be very heroic. Uh, and I think we're going to see uh, Rockets James Harden this whole series. I think okay. he's going to make it make it a tougher one uh, than expected. Um, Nuggets and Suns. I'm gonna go Nuggets and I'm gonna go Nuggets and five. I'm gonna say that too. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was pushing the envelope uh, there. All right. All right. Nuggets and five for I both think, of us. I think Booker or KD wins on the game. But other than that, I think they have too many guys. Same. I think the Suns are just they they they, they showed their their hand, man. They just. Like, as much as Katie and D-Book are, like, superheroes, like, man, the, the Nuggets are just so deep. They consistently score, like, 80% of their points. 
Yeah. The Nuggets are just like so deep. 12 points a game. It's nuts. All right, final series. The main event, really. Warriors and Lakers. Who are you taking? Lakers and seven. Woo! <laughs> Lakers and seven. LeBron, game seven again at um at Warriors, dude. Another block to end the game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be lit. Repeat that again. That would be lit. Uh, by the way, James Harden is having probably one of his most classic games to date. I mean, the dude just put him up by two with seven seconds left. Um, 45. I'm going to go Lakers. Lakers and Lakers and seven. I'm with you. I'm with you. Lakers Even though seven. the Warriors have literally have never lost to a Western Conference team. That's a weird stat. That is a crazy stat, bro. Uh, Mike Jinx, they didn't bring this up when he was 10-0. Right. He's like 19-0 right. and 0 against Western Conference teams. That's insane. That makes no sense. It actually doesn't. It's and I like, never thought about it. It's like a stupid stat, it. like – so ridiculous that's like bro that's that's wild that's where you know you guys are good that's how you know you guys cheated for years (laughs) something (laughs) yeah man well another good pod man uh let's see let's let's live broadcast this while we got eight seconds left of this philly game the philadelphia six is up too. Marcus smart and he turns the ball whoa Oh, they caught a foul? Oh, they caught a foul on the on the Celtics. With four seconds left, the Celtics had the ball, and they pretty much turned the ball over due to Marcus Smart doing some weird pass. And, uh, yeah, Philly got the ball back. Jason Tatum That's pushed good. him out of bounds. And Philly's going to the free throw line. All they got to do is put both of them in, and it's over. And they did. Yep. Four seconds left. Oh, yeah, you're ahead of mine then. Oh, my bad. No, you're good. That's perfect. Yeah, so now we know. Now we know. And I don't know how he made them because that free throw was disgusting. Wow. Well, it's another episode of the books. Yeah, something. Something to five, baby. Four more to go. Four straight to go. Jeez. Damn, dude, yeah. that's, that might might be one of James Harden's top five best performances. Oh, absolutely. In the playoffs? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's no a one, big win. No one thought – honestly, yeah, no one thought they, they were even going to be close to this game. Honestly, Boston is just shit in the bed this entire playoff yeah. so far. You, let, you allowed Atlanta to take you to seven? And honestly, if – if they get swept or if they lose in, like, five games and Embiid doesn't play in, like, two or three of them, like, they're going to get the same treatment as the Bucks. Like, something something went off. You're going to be that good during the entire season and then choke yeah. like that. And, and I, I take that back. They only went to six with the Hawks. I, I, I don't know why I keep saying seven. Um, but, yeah. They're close to seven. You still allowed like- Atlanta to win two games. That's terrible. 
And they stuck around for that last one. That that last game was pretty close. Oh, yeah. It very well could have went to seven easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. And, like, the Hawks weren't really anything special. And Murray didn't even play one game. <laughs> like, you have an all-star caliber player and he doesn't play. And you still can't beat them? Yeah, dude. I wow. I... I don't know. This is gearing up to be one of the greatest finishes in postseason history. We don't know who the hell is going to come out of the East. We don't know who the hell is going to come out of the West. It's Uh, just finally up in the air. Finally, for once. Yeah. I mean, if it ends up being like Boston, even though I don't think it will be, um, if it ends up being, I'm going to keep my takes to myself. I'm going to keep my text to myself, man. Because if we (laughs) – oh, man. I can see some crazy things happening, man. Lakers, Celtics? Again? (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm going to keep – watch this, like, Nuggets, Knicks. Ugh. (laughs) The, the, The least watched. The Carmelo series. No one's watched, right? No <laughs> one's watching that series, man. Absolutely. If the not. Nuggets make it, the, the NBA is praying that the Nuggets don't make it to the finals. Because <laughs> they're just going to lose so much money. Oh, yeah. They need stuff for LeBron. The winner of that series has to make it to the finals for the NBA. Have to. All right, man. Uh, great pod again. Yes, sir. You know, I think this is episode nine. Yep, episode nine. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep it rolling. But I hit double digits for season two. Next episode. So, yeah, we'll keep it rolling, man. Good.